Hey guys, it's Leo Stargazer. I'm here today with our astrological guide to the week. This is for the week of November 19th through November 25th, 2023. This week is incredibly consequential. We have the start of a couple really exciting journeys that both meet up against a pretty big hurdle starting right at the beginning of that journey. But it's all good. We will get through this and let's go over it together. So quickly, the astrology I'm focusing on this week is that the Sun and Mars both enter Sagittarius, and right after they enter Sagittarius, they both make a square to Saturn in Pisces. We also have the Moon in the background, giving us some emotional steadiness as it grows towards next week's full Moon. So this week, as the Sun and Mars move into Sagittarius and bump up against that square to Saturn, I want us to think about Mercury's square to Saturn a couple weeks ago. Whatever that meant for you, however that showed up for you, go ahead and multiply that by 10. This boundary clarification, this obstacle that these squares to Saturn will provide will be potent, but incredibly important and transformative. Whatever we learn from this obstacle and how we overcome it will help us over the next month by allowing us to learn the lessons we need to learn and then to look forward. We can, once we overcome this, look forward towards an optimistic new adventure, an adventure full of passion and full of vibrancy. All of that's waiting on the other side. We can do this and pursue this new adventure from a place of sustainability, a place of solid boundaries and balance if we take the lessons that we learn from these squares and combine them with a powerful intention. Our journey continues this week with a pretty big hurdle to overcome. But if we do, and we stay centered, and we learn the lessons we need to learn, what follows is immense and gorgeous promise for the future. So with all of that said, and in anticipation of a pretty intense week, let's go into a little bit more detail. After I go into detail about the astrology, I will then do a tarot reading in honor of the major arcana card, the Empress. So we'll be doing a spread in honor of the Empress and learning about how to keep ourselves nurtured and how to nurture others and all that beautiful stuff. But first, the astrology. So like I said, the first thing that happens this week, and not the, not the right at the beginning of the week, but the first major thing is that we have a first quarter moon in Aquarius. A little bit later... We have a waxing gibbous moon. So obviously the moon is growing. Our new moon intentions that we set last week are starting to come to fruition. We're starting to at least take steps and see how things are turning out. I want us at the beginning of the week to really focus on the moon as much as we can. Focus on that emotional stability, the emotional stability provided by Luna. Let's really try to engage with that by checking our goals, making sure that they're growing appropriately, making sure that we feel well-resourced. Because as the moon is growing, we have the sun and Mars moving into Sagittarius. So this is really exciting. The sun 
and Mars both entering Sagittarius brings a sense of action, a sense of optimism, a sense of potentially even idealism to the goals that we've been working on while the sun and Mars were in Scorpio. We went through some pretty intense stuff (laughs) during those transits. And we just got off of a pretty consequential new moon. We just got off of a Mars Kazemi where the sun and Mars were conjunct. So they're entering Sagittarius promises to be fiery, optimistic, and vibrant. The only thing is, like I mentioned at the beginning, is that we will come up against this square to Saturn in Pisces. The square to Saturn in Pisces is really, 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 really consequential for the Sun and for Mars. A square to Pisces, a square to Saturn is intense for both of those planets. And like I said at the beginning as well, think about when Mercury squared Saturn as soon as it entered Sagittarius. Mercury has since made a sextile to Venus and is in a lot better territory right now. And the Sun and Mars will get there. But coming up against this square to Saturn is a really huge learning opportunity for us and for our journeys with both of these planets. As soon as we learn those lessons, though, the sun will continue to transit Sagittarius and we'll have a much more typical Sagittarius season. Not that there won't be other things coming up, but all all in all, the sun will have its proper place in Sagittarius. Mars will as well. And we can then engage with all of these beautiful Sagittarius archetypes, idealism, optimism, adventure, looking forward, momentum, all of these things we can really engage with them in a lot more active way after we get through this square. The square is going to be intense. Um, The sun square Saturn might get in the way of your identity. It may make you feel a little bit overburdened. It may make you feel lonely. It may make you feel too constrained. That's going to be tough. That happens on Thursday. So make sure at the beginning of the week, you're you're aligning yourself with your new moon intentions and setting your goals appropriately, making yourself resourced appropriately, giving yourself what you need, setting up a balance because on Thursday, it kind of all begins and these, the Mars square Saturn on Saturday. So planets are changing signs and they're squaring Saturn right away. And there is this growing moon in the background of all of this. So there's a chance for a lot of really intense stuff. It's nothing we can't deal with. Like I said, it's it's actually really, really important that we learn what we need to learn from this. We need to use these squares to set up some really intense boundaries because we're going to butt, butt up against some really intense stuff. And not Scorpio intensity, the intensity where we were kind of diving deep and learning. These are going to feel like actual obstacles in front of you. Like an actual hurdle that you need to jump over before you can start running forward towards the shiny thing in front of you. Towards the finish line. We won't reach a finish line in Sagittarius season. That's not what Sagittarius is about, but that's okay because we will learn what we need to learn at the beginning and then be able to just move and adventure onward. Saturn's going to teach us some really important lessons. Like I said earlier too, remember Mercury, remember what that square meant for you because there's going to be similar themes, I think, involved in that. However, Saturn showed up for Mercury is probably similar to how Saturn's going to show up for the sun and for Mars, just on a much more intense level, I think. Squares from Mars to Saturn, squares between Saturn and Mars are difficult and challenging and tough. So 
Saturday is going to be a day for us where we need to do every single thing we can before Saturday, certainly, but also on Saturday to just stay calm, not make decisions if we don't have to, not rush into anything, not make any rash decisions or jump into a fight or an argument. We we need to just stay calm, not isolated, though. I think isolating ourselves is going to make all of this way too hard. And I don't think we're going to learn the lessons we need to learn if we just stay isolated Especially when the sun makes that square to Saturn, um, I, I think that reaching out and engaging and pursuing pleasure is going to be really important. But make sure that you are staying balanced too. So it kind of looks like the way I'm thinking about it and the way I'll try to engage with this is start the day out with a meditation. Start by centering yourself. If you keep a planner or an agenda, Make your to-do lists at the beginning of the day, and then just follow them as best you can. But don't overburden yourself. Minimal goals, minimal tasks. Alone time is fine, but try to balance it with social time as well. But no decision-making, no fighting, and no engaging in old trauma or old conflict. This is not the time to open up new wounds. This is not the time to dive deep. We need to let the astrology happen the way the astrology is going to happen, and we need to react to it by staying calm and trusting the lessons that we learn from these boundaries. From the boundaries we're probably going to have to set. Also, the lessons learned from how we stay stable. The reason I wanted to focus on the moon too this week is because it's growing. Its light is shining. The sun and Mars will also make a sextile to Pluto and Capricorn this week. So there is this sense of deep dives, but I think it's more the sense that the moon's light is shining on that inside part of us so we can learn whatever we're learning from the outside part of us or from what's happening on the outside, regardless of whether we are a part of it or not. I really want the moon as it grows to help us analyze our intentions, analyze how our intentions are manifesting, how we have action in that, but also how that process happens naturally. How the goals that we set and the reason we set them, the intentions we did, the clarity we got from last week's Kazemi, all of that stuff is growing this week. So our goals are growing with the lunar cycle on their own so that we can stay centered as all these big changes and big squares and obstacles occur. Trust the consistency of the moon. Trust the light and momentum of the lunar cycle. Trust your intentions that you set. If you didn't set them last week, set them at the beginning of this week and then just let it happen. Next week, maybe we can make some decisions. Next week, maybe things can move forward in a different way. If we learn the lessons we need to learn this week, then I think at least for the next month, we can really vibe with Sagittarius and in Sagittarius season. But let's learn what we need to learn this week. Let's stay strong. Let's stay centered. Let's stay balanced. Let's learn about boundaries. And then let's activate those boundaries. And let's put fun and pleasure and relaxation into as much as we can. And let's also do all of this together. Meditate, be at internal peace, and then have some outward fun. The astrology is not promising a ton of fun this week, but we have agency. And what the astrology is calling for is a need for balance. So pleasure and calm are as important as the lessons we learn. And in fact, They may be the essential keys to how we create sustainable, forward-looking growth and are able to go on these new adventures. The new adventures that we are promised in this next season 
can only happen and can only be sustainable and long-lasting and eventually bear fruit if we learn what we need to learn this week. Let's do it. Know that we're together. Stay together. Above all, though, just stay calm. Stay chill this week. Whatever you do, breathe and relax. Okay, so now that we've done the astrology and you understand and we all understand what this week has in store, let's get to our tarot reading. So this week, I am seeing that we need some nurturing. We need to know how we can nurture ourselves, how we can provide nurturing to others, and we need to figure out that balance at the beginning of the week so we can feel resourced, comfortable, and in union with our inner selves and with our communities, or just our favorite people. But we have to know how to take care of ourselves. We have to know how to take care of others and where that line is and That line is very important, and knowing where that line is is very important. So I have chosen this week a major arcana reading in honor of the Empress. The Empress will teach us what we need to give, what we need to keep, what we need to nurture, and what we need to pull back. So let's get started. As I shuffle, just think about... Being comfortable. Hopefully you are comfortable right now. Hopefully you are at ease. If you're not, take a couple deep breaths. Clear your mind. And let's get started. Okay, so our positions are give, keep, nurture, and pull back. So what do we need to give? What can we share and should we share with others? The seven of swords reversed. Okay, let's draw the rest of our cards and then we'll go over it. What do we need to give? To I'm sorry, to keep. What should we keep? If we're giving the seven of swords reversed, what are we keeping? Death. Okay, give, keep. What are we nurturing? What are we being called on and guided to nurture? The Ten of Cups reversed. Hmm. Okay. Finally, where do we need to pull back? What do we need to pull back on? The Fool. Okay, wow, well, you know, sometimes the Empress teaches us things in different ways, and today's no exception. Let's start with give. What are we being called to give? What do we need to give and share with others? We got the Seven of Swords reversed. 
The way this is showing up for me is that we are being called to reach out, to communicate our plans with other people, to collaborate with others. There's a sense here that, especially in give, that the seven reversed wants us to make sure that in all of our schemes and dreams, we are giving others the opportunity to work with us. That also means we're giving ourselves the opportunity to have collaborators, and that's what we need. So that's great. We need to reach out, branch out, make sure we're involving people in our plans, starting at the beginning of the week. Well, what do we need to keep then for ourselves? Well, we got death. The way that I see this, and mind you, this is one of two major arcana cards we got out of four, so it's very consequential. The way that I see this is that we need to keep our sense of acceptance. We need to keep for ourselves, and maybe to ourselves, how we deal with transformation. So while we're meant to give ourselves up to collaboration, we're meant to involve others, that can go too far, and we can start sharing things maybe that are too deep and too intense, either for other people or just things that don't need to be shared yet. Maybe because death usually represents the transforming, the transformation, the start of a transformation, and the acceptance of that. Maybe there's this idea that if you share or if you give too much of yourself, if you give away too much of your own journey, meaning that while you can collaborate with people, you don't have to tell them all of your plans. <laughs> while you can collaborate with people and involve people in your life and in your goals, you don't have to involve them in the deep why of it all. There's something just for you. And death shows up here in keep to tell you to hold on to that part of you. Hold on to your innermost self. Maybe later we can share that with others. Maybe our collaborators will prove their worth if we are giving of ourselves to them. But we don't want to give them everything. We don't want to show our entire hand and we don't want to reveal or overshare all of our secrets and our goals and intentions. Some of it keep for yourself. It's very important, especially you keep the deepest parts of you to yourself, especially I think from the collaborators, not from them, but it's just especially important that you hold on to some of your more deeper motivations, at least for now. Next position was nurture. In nurture, we got the 10 of cups reversed. So, so far we have a card that says that we need to give ourselves up to collaboration. A card that says we need to keep our deepest, darkest secrets inside for now to ourselves. Analyze them ourselves. And then what are we supposed to nurture with all of this? Maybe what are we building with our collaborators? What are our deepest motivations? What we got and how we're called to nurture that is the Ten of Cups reversed. I think the Ten of Cups reversed showing up here is a warning, definitely. Ten of Cups in reverse could be a warning that if we don't collaborate, if we don't keep some stuff to ourselves, our world may be turned upside down. But there's another aspect here. I think the Ten of Cups reversed plays along with the Seven of Swords reversed here. Meaning that the Ten of Cups reversed still has all the beauty of the Ten of Cups. It implies, though, that if we go at things alone, if we don't involve our community, if we don't involve other people, if we're too, if we share too much of our own motivations and not align with other people's motivations, 
we can lose sight of the beauty promised by the Ten of Cups. The Ten of Cups is a card of celebration, of joy, of community sharing and celebration and harmony and festivities of a group who has earned what they deserve and they are reaping the rewards of that. They are at least celebrating what they've earned together. So if we can collaborate appropriately, if we can build what we want to build appropriately, if we can know our innermost truth and be motivated by that within ourselves, but not force other people to do that as well. We can nurture our communities, nurture our home space, nurture our goals and our dreams, and then celebrate that if we work together. Not working together keeps this card in reverse and blocks us from its essential absolute beauty. So again, there's a lot here so far about working together. Final card we got was in the position of pull back. What we're pushing ourselves too far on, what we are insisting too much upon, how we're pushing ourselves and our groups, we got the fool. The fool showing up in a position of pullback says, don't leap off the cliff. Don't blindly and naively run forward. Stop, pause, relax. Again, in the conjunction of the spread and relating to the rest of these cards, we need to get other people's advice Involve other people in our plans. Involve other people in activating those plans. Keep your secrets. Don't forget that. Don't forget that you own your deepest self. You own alone the way that you deal with transformation, with the way that you're, what you're motivated and why and how you are motivated to get these projects done. That's all you. Keep that. But don't use that to just run forward. Pull back. Hold on to that stuff. Reach out to other people. Clear what you need to clear. Do what you need to do with others, with your community. And then celebrate that after you've done the work together. And maintained the balance also of your innermost self. Then from that place of stability, from that place of harmony... Maybe we can take some leaps and some risks later from a really stable place. But right now, do not. We need to work with others, keep our motivations, our deepest motivations to ourselves. Own those things inside. Use that to find your collaborators and to collaborate on what you want to collaborate on. Make that happen. Do collaborate. Allow yourself to celebrate that with your people, with your collaborators. Allow yourself to celebrate with your community super important this week that we celebrate with our closest people, the people who have helped manifest our dreams, even if they don't know the root of those dreams. But don't do it blindly and don't take any naive risks. Work together to produce a beautiful goal. And if we can do all of that, then we get the Ten of Cups upright. The Ten of Cups upright is celebratory we deserve this. You deserve this. Your people deserve this. We can achieve this balance and harmony and celebration if we can understand what nurturing means and how important it is that we are nurtured and that we can nurture others. If we nurture each other, we get the beauty in this card and we deserve that. This week especially, we need that. So let's work together to achieve it. I know we will. So with all of that, now that we understand the astrology, now that we understand how important nurturing 
ourselves and others is going to be. Let's do everything we can to get ourselves to that place of the Ten of Cups. The Ten of Cups showing up in reverse shows that we've got a lot of work to do this week. We've got some squares to Saturn to overcome. We've got some understanding of how to collaborate with others, how to set boundaries around that and ourselves. And all of these things are really, really crucial and really important. I think the Ten of Cups showing up in reverse says that we have to get through that. But the promise of that card was given to us, was shown to us. And the way to get to its beauty upright was also shown and revealed. We have to get through some of the more tough stuff. We have to get over the obstacles together. And if we can do that, we can thrive in Sagittarius season and we can celebrate over the next month and beyond with the balance and from a place of balance and stability and sustainability if we learn the lessons we need to learn this week. So let's do that. We deserve it. You deserve it. I deserve it. Your people deserve it. We all deserve it. Focus on the Ten of Cups starting at the beginning of the week and lean as far into it as you can. I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. And I'm right with you as we get through all that we need to get through this week. Have an awesome one. I'll see you next week.